Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hang Time Podcast. Backing down a lefty hook, breaks it in! With your host, Gallius Anderson, stop it down behind his head. Seku Smith, the tipping is good at the buzzer. And Vince Thomas. Slices across the lane, puts up a hook on the right. No, but a dynamite stick back slam. Now it's time for the tip up. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the Hang Time Podcast. Coming to you live to playoff edition. Seku Smith from the Hang Time blog. Vincent H. Thomas from Slam, from NBA.com, from ESPN, from Buffalo. BT, <laughs> what's happening? What's, what's, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm good, man. I'm, you know, I'm here in studio, mi- missing my partner in crime, man, because you, you, you're out there uh, putting in work um, in probably everybody in America's favorite place to be, Salt Lake City, Utah. What's going on out there, homie? Salt Lake City. I'm telling you, this place is hot. <laughs> Most underrated Spot in the country, if you ask me. Yes, it, but I mean, I, you, you were telling me before though that it feels just like home. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, listen. What's, oh, it's, it's a little different. What's up? The, the people are good to you out here. You oh know yeah, the, the people are good to you out there. I, I'm not okay. mad at Salt Lake City. I'm gonna put it to you that way. I had a good time uh, the last few days. Great game. Sat, you know, Saturday night game three of the Lakers Jazz series was fantastic. I know you watched it. It was crazy good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know world-class playoff basketball at its finest. You don't, you don't see games like that every night. I talked to Jay Adonde, Mark Spears, a ton of other guys who are out here covering it, and uh, we all agreed, you know, it was one of the better just pure back-and-forth playoff games, you, you know, we've seen in a long time, man. And that's, yeah, that's, that's good if you can see it in person. I don't care if you're watching in Grand Rapids, Buffalo, Salt Lake City, uh, you know. But what I'm, but, but what what I'm trying to, you know, get from you is like, I mean, just like, give give me a give me an idea of what it's like out there in Salt Lake City. I've never been. You never like, been out here. Never been out to Salt Lake City. It's probably uh, just one of the. I think I think there's about six NBA cities I have yet to visit. That's one of them. Oh man, you got to visit. this. like, put it to you this way. Every everywhere you look, like I don't care if you're down at you know downtown. I don't care if you. I'm staying up here by Utah's campus. Um, everywhere you look, when you dip your head up is you're going to see mountains. And that's, that's breathtaking. You know, I don't care how many times you see it. How many, you know, it, it is it's a trip. Listeners, you know. listen, this is why I say cool is such a cornball. <laughs> Just before we came on the air, this cat was clowning Salt Lake City so hard. Now all of a sudden he wants to turn into a, a travel agent. Are you kidding yeah, well, me, dude? You, listen, dude, you ask me what it looks like, I'm going to tell you. Now, <laughs> if you ask me, if, do I feel like I'm in I a, didn't ask a, you what it looks like. A horror I said, movie in the hotel, yeah. I mean, I've been in the hotel too long the last, you know, 18 hours or so. I'm, I, I see dead people in the corner. So, I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm having a, I'm having a little hotel fright. I mean, I'm trying to figure out like, do, do they have, do they still have billboards of Keith Van Horn up? I mean, like, what you know, what's what's good? It's America, Vince. You know, they they not nobody's riding around in a horse and buggy out here, dude. It's not Amish country. Oh, really? Because that's you the know, way you made it. 
That's the way you made it sound just about 15 no, minutes ago, but I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. Okay. Don't lie to the people. Don't, uh, don't lie like uh, that. All right. Listen, let's let's get to basketball instead of listening to Vince's vicious lies. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. The, the Suns uh, wrapped it up last night, man. Big game, you know, winning in San Antonio, sweeping the sweeping the Spurs out of the playoffs, making it to the Western Conference Finals. I know you were not terribly impressed with the Suns going into the playoffs, but have they have they convinced you yet? Have they changed your mind? Well, I'm not going to be a politician like you are. And I'm just I'm going to say now, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm eating crow. I've gotten emails from plenty of, of, of readers that have just been reaming me for, um, my, for, so. for my for my pick. Like, you know, uh, one just said, you know, didn't work out so well. Um, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, so everybody, everybody recognized that I picked the Spurs in six and never have I. Uh, I've never picked a team to win a series, and that team ends up getting swept. And I don't think anybody that picked the Spurs to win the series, you know, thought that Phoenix was was going to just sweep um, the Spurs out of the playoffs. I mean, it, I was just—it seemed like I was looking at a different team because I thought that Dallas San Antonio series was a series where we saw both teams playing really good basketball and one team just happened to play really good basketball a smidge better for, you know, a, a couple more games than the other. Smidge? What is a smidge? A smidge you, man, great, the Grand you, Rapids school system, man, is terrible out there. A but smidge? I mean, you're let, killing let, me. Let me answer your question, smidge. though. Get, check this out, though, say. No, still not impressed with the Suns. <laughs> well, I'm not. I mean, let me, let me ask you this. After the first round, Suns, you know, Suns have to, you know, swing – Swing and, and land some blows to to get rid of Portland. The the Spurs I wasn't, go toe to toe and knock out women. Go to toe to toe and knock out the Mavericks. What we didn't get a chance to talk about on the air, but what what was your thinking going into this this series specifically? This conference semifinal between the Suns and Spurs. Did you think somebody's winning this in four games, or did you think this is a seven gamer? I thought you know, it was a. Way? I thought it was a six. I thought it was a six gamer. I didn't think that. The, I didn't think the Suns were capable of taking the Spurs. I saw in the first round to seven games, and part of that was me admittedly underestimating um, the Suns. But, you know, because I, I, I wasn't impressed with, with, with what they did to Portland because of of the, the state that Portland was in um, as a squad, uh, health-wise. And, you know, I just looked at the I looked at the Phoenix team. I mean, like, Sh- Shannon Fry, you know, I, I, I don't Channing. know. It's Channing Fry. It's not Shannon? No. <laughs> okay. Channing Fry. I mean, you know, I... I I respect you as a man, but you know, as a as a player, I, okay. Uh, Jared Dudley, you know, <laughs> Jared Dudley's done a really good job of being out there. Don't hate know, on Jared. Don't hate with, on Jared. With, he's been a, he's guy. done a really good job of being out there on Twitter, and you know, you know, being a you know all around likable guy. And I, you know, oh, and, he's, yeah. he's grimy. He's not. He's like his utility cap, man. You, uh, they have a good mix. Uh, they, they have a good. <laughs> uh, and they then have a we good mix. And you know Steve Nash, you know Hall of Fame, but you know th- what we always say about, you know, Phoenix is that they they don't play defense and a lot of people are like, "No, this Spurs squad really does play defense." Suns, yeah. No, no, listen. Excuse me, man. this Suns squad really does play defense. I just I didn't respect them coming into the series and I don't think that they beat a team that was playing good basketball. That Spurs squad was completely terrible in in in, in the what? second round. Duncan, Duncan, I had, the, I, I cannot believe I, he had the the problems checking the pick and roll that he did. I mean, he looked like a totally different player on a totally different tier. Steve Nash was shooting open runners all all day 
um, or all night, you know, in, in game four. Um, Ginobili had terrible shooting games in this series. Tony Parker was was not uh, dictating tempo and challenging Steve Nash the way, you know, the, the Tony Parker of previous years was. I mean, you know, uh, the Red Rocket was coming in playing like the the Red Rocket really should play. The Red Rocket. You know listen, what I mean? So, I mean, what, like, what did they – what did they do to really like, – I'm breaks. supposed to – uh, breaks, Vince. They're gonna breaks. beat the Lakers now, say? Pump the brakes. Let me let me just ask you. All of the stuff you're talking about, you don't think the Suns had anything to do with all that? Like the oh, Suns, of course. They, the of Spurs course. were playing another team. I mean But the Suns the Suns are good, man. They're not they're not a slouch. Um no, they no 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 no. They they're not a slouch, but you know, do I all of a sudden now respect them as somebody that I think can win the title? I, I'm uh, respectfully, I'm going to have to say no. Listen, I I don't understand what what it is you need to see from teams to be impressed. Who who does impress you in this in these playoffs? Who, I mean, Dwight Howard stinks. Uh, the Suns, you know, you're not excited with the Suns. Oh, you think Dwight Howard stinks? Oh, that's what you said. Oh, really? did, did I really say killer. that? Have I ever said Dwight Howard stinks? Really? You, you forget that one? You forget that podcast preview that we did with Brian Schmitz where you said Tyson Chandler was going to dominate him? I saw and I saw and I didn't see him like and treat him like. See, the, this the, is what the, this is what happens when we start talking about things. You found weakling that he is. You don't remember that part. You, <laughs> you bring up things and like you say these things and like the listeners are going to be like, "Wow, Vince really said that." You know, yeah, uh, they just go back and listen. Tyson to Chandler was going to die. You know, I didn't say that, man. So just go check it out. My my uh, opinions are, are are grounded in logic, and and as we saw, Dwight Howard didn't didn't wasn't dominant in that in that series because the big men, you know, got him into foul trouble, and you know, did, Tyson Chandler did a, did a good man. job on him. Um, I but to answer your question, I think that Orlando, um. Has been impressive. Um, I think the La- I think the, the the past five games that the Lakers have played over the past two weeks, I think the Lakers have been the most impressive team. Let me put it that way. And I think that even, co- even with that old ancient uh, Kobe Bryant, they got the old guy, the guy who's you know the one you said had lost a step and was you know ready for the nursing home. That nah, dude, Kobe. If Kobe would have played the, the way that he's played the past five, he's played exceptional, magnificent ball. If he'd have played the way he's played the past five games over the course of the eighty of the, the 82 games, uh, you know, of the season, he could have challenged LeBron for the MVP. Kobe's playing some of the, the most mature, wise ball of his career. And, I mean, L.A. right now, I, I think, again, is the team to beat, no matter what, what the deal is with uh, with Andrew Bynum's health. And, and then, of course, we have, uh, you know, the, the, the Boston-Cleveland series. That's a great series, say. Yeah, listen for the for the sake of argument, and and we that Boston Cleveland series is the only one that's still really up in the up in the air. We don't you know t- tied yeah. at two games each. You know, um, game five coming up next, mm-hmm. uh, and we you know we don't know which way it's going to go. It's basically a three game series with Cleveland having home court, but we know it's barring it you know the unthinkable, the Lakers and the Orlando Magic move on you. So you have the Lakers and the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what's your sense? I mean, I'm I'm watching the Lakers right now, and I'm going, I don't know who's going to beat this team. Like, I, I know that the Suns should have a chance, you know, because they played so well in the way they played against San Antonio, but I'm having a hard time envisioning somebody beating these Lakers four games, in, you know, in, in two weeks. Well, so what, what do you, what's your sense of the, of the Western Conference matchup we're going to have in the, in the conference finals? Um, I, I think the Lakers are, are going to advance. Um I don't. I don't see Phoenix taking them to to, to seven games either because they're going to actually meet um, a real squad. You know, um, Phoenix can play uh, Channing Fry, 
and Amari Stoudemire down low when they're guarding Tim Duncan and the Red Rocket, you know, or, or Antonio McDice. It's, <laughs> it's going it's to— why, why you keep calling my man Matt Bonner the Red Rocket? That's what he calls himself, the Red Rocket. It, you, you didn't get the memo. He's got a new nickname, man. He's the Sandwich Hunter. Look it up. Check it out oh, on Spurs.com. Check no, it out. Didn't get that one. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the Lakers are just um, – they're a real team. So and it, there's there's nothing that Phoenix is going to be able to do to I mean Amari can't check either one of the big men, Fry can't check either one of the big men, um like so so what who are they going to bring in size wise to deal with to to deal with Gasol or Bynum or or Odom, um and they're not going to just be able to run pick and roll after pick and roll after pick and roll um on the Lakers. So I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to say that the Lakers are going to win that easily, but there's, I'm, I'm not worried about that series at all. Me being a Lakers fan, I think the Lakers will. You just go ahead and advance. They might be able to do it in six games, hopefully. Okay. Well, you think it's going to be a series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I mean, I'm. I think it's going to be a, a a really interesting series because the Lakers don't want to play as up tempo as Phoenix is going to want to play. So it's going to be this real battle of who dictates the pace of games, you know, mm-hmm. be, be they in L.A. or Phoenix, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, and whether or not the Suns can can handle an onslaught from the Lakers in the low post. So we're going to get a chance to see it all play out. I, but, I mean, just on paper going in, you know, I think it's going to be a much better series than either one of these teams running the other out of the building. I think it's going to be a hotly contested basketball. Speak, speaking of Eaton Crow, let me read you this one email from uh, a, a, guy, <laughs> a guy by the name of Dodd. He said, wow, Spurs and Six, are you ever out in left field? Maybe you should cover baseball. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, man, but um, on the, on the Suns tip, you know, I was watching that game yesterday. I got – Nash looked scary. You know, far be it for me to to make any comment about anyone's regular personal appearance, but I mean, Steve Nash isn't Brad Pitt, okay? Boy, but man, just, when when that you just, eye you just dive off into it further when, every week, when, you go deeper when, and deeper into the mess. Hold on, shout out to Steve Nash though. You know what I'm saying? He's a stylish guy, that's for sure. You know, and he's and and he's you know a heck of a ball player, but you know he's not Brad Pitt, okay? And when that eye closed. That turned into some horror flick stuff to where, like, I had to, like, watch the television with my right eye closed so I couldn't see the left <laughs> side, the, the the right side of his face or however it went, man. Like, that that was seriously some off-putting stuff. Yeah, I mean, I just, it just, he looked like he'd been, like, you know, on the receiving end of a steady night of Floyd Mayweather jabs or something. I was like, wow, who popped, you know, e- either that, not a dude's eye, but. Either that or he came out of a Dr. Frankenstein lab or something like that. <laughs> I'm so straight up, man. Like, it was just wild to see him like that. But he was still balling. I mean, so, you know. He always does. Think about it. Every time he gets his mouth busted open, you know, he's had some other times when he's gotten licked, you know, gotten hit in the face or whatever. Nash balls through all of that, man. I, he's he's a he's a wonder. He's a medical wonder to be his age and as, you know, his, as slight as he is to play as well as he does, as fast as he does, and as relentless, you know, as he does, uh, you know, in in this stage. I mean, I'm looking at him. He's he's not a big guy. He's not the fastest guy, but I mean, he gets it done. He's not better than Rondo. Well, I'm not gonna start that argument. I mean, I, I Rondo's making a case for himself right now. Nobody can argue that Rondo's not among the best of the best. Um, Did you see that performance? Now you want to talk about somebody controlling the game. 
I mean, like that 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 was on some maestro steeds right there, brother. Listen, when you make when you got Big Baby and uh, you know the, some of the characters they had, the Celtics had out there last night playing great. I mean, they were playing great. Tony Allen and Big Baby slashing to the rim. It, I was I was like, are you serious? I know the Cavs had to be thinking that. Like, we can really lose to to Rondo, Big Baby, and Tony Tony Allen. <laughs> yeah, because nobody else was doing anything. Yeah, the big, the, the yo man, um, Paul Pierce has been. I mean, we'll, and we'll probably get into that. Yo, matter of fact, um, yo, who, who do we have on the show today? Well, we, we listen, haven't even said. I that mean, yet. we yeah, you got me going. You're trying to get me to badmouth the state of Utah, and mm-hmm. I'll end up <laughs> in a you know lockup out here and won't get home. But yeah, we're gonna have not only are we gonna have uh, Greg Doyle from uh, CBS Sports Line gonna come on and talk a little NBA playoffs, and uh, but we're also gonna have Brent Barry on because I know we haven't gotten to it yet, but we got to talk about the Spurs. And where the, this whole Spurs dynasty, you know, this whole era, this Duncan era is going because you you didn't say it on the air, but you were ripping Tim Duncan before we came on. I'm not going to say who you who you compared him to, what NBA center you compared him to. I compared him to, him to Eric Dampier, man. Not, I'm not a politician, man. I say what I feel, <laughs> baby. It was not a flattering comparison. I, I'd say that. But but no, we listen, all, all of the stuff you're talking about, and you make good points, Rondo better, you know, you think he's vaulted ahead of the pack in the point guard pack after just because of the series or no, 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 not, not ahead, all along, not ahead of the pack, you know, not, not ahead of the pack. Just, um, you know, I, 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 I would take, I would take Rondo over Steve Nash. I would. All right. Well, let me, let me, let's check. Let me check. Let's check with our first guest. See if he agrees or disagrees with you. I, I, I got to think about that one for a second, but mm-hmm. Greg, Greg Doyle is joining us from uh CBS sports line. Greg, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you fellas doing? G good, Doyle, good. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Hey, how are you? I'm good. Vince is uh, Vince is ready to uh, throw Steve Nash off the Titanic and uh, roll with Rajon. Rajon, I don't even know what we're supposed to call him this week. Rajon Rondo from the Boston Celtics. You agreeing with Rondo being uh, moving into that upper echelon now and being among that that very elite of point guards in the NBA? Well, it depends on how how very we're talking about very elite. If we're talking about top four or five, no. And actually, I'm in the middle of writing something for uh, for Tuesday on this very thing that I. The Rondo love has gotten out of control. Um, Steve Nash averaged this year 16.5 points and 11 assists a game. You know, he did that for 80 games or however many games he played. You know, he did that for the course of his whole season. Rondo's had four great games against the Cavaliers. He had one incredible game, obviously, last night. But dadgummit, for the year, the guy averages 13 points and can't make a shot. Can I, can I show me a point guard who can make a shot, and I'll put that point guard ahead of Rondo. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Here I come in. Rondo average really close to 14 and 10 assists two and a half steals and he shot 50 percent from the field so he he's not a shooter like steve nash but he but he finds other way he finds ways to score i mean it's not like nash was averaging 22 and rondo is the best defensive point guard in the game so i mean i i if if somebody wants to take steve nash over rondo i'm not I, you know i'm not going to say that that's ridiculous you know as a matter of fact that's that's probably you know the the great there's a a, a greater consensus or a greater um pool of people out there that would take steve nash but i i don't think rajan rondo has entered into the top 4 top 5 with this with these playoffs i think he's been there all year and people just haven't been recognizing exactly how much impact he has on the court I'm not sure I'd put him – well, first of all, I know I'd put him behind Chris Paul and Darren Williams. I know that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'd put him behind Derrick Rose, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Tyreek Evans. 
I'm not sure he's ahead of Russell Westbrook, and I put him behind Steve Nash too. That's six or seven. Now, look, Nash is, is going down. He's getting old, and he's going down. So in, in a year or two, it's going to be a joke. Rondo will be better than Nash. But right now, I don't see it. I, I think he's basically pulled even, and maybe, Pat, maybe he's ahead of Tony Parker. I'll give you that much. Wow. I'm not sure in three years he'll be ahead of Stephen Curry, though. Say, you're going to let Greg say that Tyreek Evans is a better point guard than Rajon Rondo? I'm, I'm not going to – what do I do, body slam him? I mean, the man's got his opinion <laughs> like you. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this much. I think the list of guys you rattled off, Greg, isn't – look at the look at this number of outlandishly talented point guys that are in the league right now. I cannot remember a time when you had this many guys with this many different skill sets playing that position at once. I mean, it's well, unbelievable to me. And I didn't even mention – Maybe the best two or three point guards in the NBA. I mean, LeBron James is called a small forward. He's, he's a point. He's a point guard. Um, Dwayne Wade is called a shooting guard. He's a point guard. And Kobe Bryant is, by and large, a point guard. Unless you're going to tell me Derek Fisher's the Lakers' point guard, at which point I'm hanging up so I can start laughing. So, really, if we're going to if we're going to expand the criteria to, to talk about players that don't just look like a point guard, you know, Rondo looks like a point guard, but players that actually play the position, I'm not sure he's in the top ten. Okay. Oh wow. I'm glad we. I'm glad we had you on though. <laughs> <laughs> you get me at now, Greg. I like it. Um, if I mean, I, 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 you know, I can, I can feel you on the LeBron, Kobe, and Dwayne Wade points. You know what I'm saying? I, and I would, I would say more so that the triangle is the point guard in, in L.A. But if sure. we're, if we're, if we're talking about uh, the point guard position, and you bring up somebody like Ty- Tyreek Evans, who can't run an offense better than, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Amari Stoudemire can run an offense. Oh, then I mean, then 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 like on, we have we have we have to cease discussing this. Rajon Re- Re- Rondo, you can ask Doc Rivers, you can ask his his teammates, whether it be KG, Paul Pierce, whomever. Rajon Re- Rondo runs that offense with a plum, and not only does he run that <laughs> offense with a plum, but he gets in there and 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 he gets on the boards. But he's probably taking over uh, Jason Kidd's mantle as you know the the best rebounding point guard. And again. He causes so many problems on the defensive end um, with, in, with, uh, with pressuring the, uh, the opposition's point guard that that, that makes his case to be, for being one of the four or five best point guards even more ironclad because people forget that that is one of the main responsibilities for a point guard. You orchestrate your team's offense and, and you go and then you pressure the other team's point guard and disrupt their offense. So when you have somebody like like, like Steve Nash that doesn't do that all that well, I think that that takes away from Steve from, from Steve's Nash Steve Nash's uh, point guard resume. Yeah, if you're going to talk about defense, and, and obviously that is half the game, uh, Rondo does it exceptionally well. About Tyreek Evans, I'd say that I'd like to see him play on a team, and he's only a, you know a rookie, and he's only play, played one year in college, so he's a young kid. But I wouldn't mind seeing him give him a couple years surrounded by three Hall of Fame players and see what kind of you know point guard and see how much of a plum he's running an offense with <laughs> at that point. You know um, what, though, G? I don't, I don't even think that Tyreek has um, point guard in him. Well, I, I, I'm going to stop you right there, Vince, because the same argument you're making for Rondo, nobody would have made for him before the big three showed up. But he was a point know? guard. Yeah, but he was not the clear-cut guy even for them. No. You, you forget Delonte. It was a there was a debate like do you keep Delonte West or do you keep what, Rondo? No, like what I what I'm saying wasn't what, he wasn't far and away 
this, you know, this future at the position for the Boston Celtics. Absolutely, but what before I, the big three showed up. Absolutely, what? But what, uh, the the point I'm presenting here, um, which is a little more uh, philosophical, Greg, and I, I want to know what you think about it. Is I, I think that Rondo, even though we didn't know he was going to become, you know, an, an all star or you know, potential, you know, all league kind of player, he was a he was a point guard. Like that was his natural position. I don't know if. Tyreek Evans is even a natural point guard. Well, but the thing is, is that the NBA, the way the way the game is is played now, is that you've got guys like like I mentioned, LeBron, Kobe, and Dwayne Wade. Well, LeBron didn't play in college at all, but neither did Kobe. But Dwayne Wade was a shooting guard in college, and and those guys, had they been in college, wouldn't have been point guards there. But you go to the, I mean, Stephen Curry, for example, was a shooting guard at Davidson, but now he's he's going to be a long term point guard in the NBA. It's just a an NBA point guard is not really it's not the guy that. It's not Steve Wojciechowski. You know, it's a whole different thing. And so Tyreek Evans fits the bill as far as those guys those guys go. Um, but the thing about Rondo is it's kind of revisionist history. Um, it, a year ago, he was on the trading block. A year ago, the Celtics weren't sure he was the guy, even though they won the title with him at point guard. You know, that team was so good, and Rondo was the point guard because someone had to be, and he wasn't bad. But but a lot of people could have been the point guard on that team. I mean, Derrick Rose, you put Derrick Rose in the Celtics. Does anybody think the Celtics – wouldn't be the exact same team, possibly better with Derrick Rose. Yeah. I think, right. yeah, I, th- I think they, I think they would. I, I think Derrick Rose is Derrick Rose to me is the third best point guard in the league, um, and and I put Rondo right under them. But you know, I, I I think I think he's coming for him. I think he's coming for him. And in what what he's done, he's just like completely outplayed Mo Williams. And I I want to know what you guys think about Mo and and the Cavs. Like how how bad is is Mo hurting the Cavs right now? Mo Williams sucks. First of all, I mean, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and look, I say that only because Mo Williams was for for the last year or so held up to people like me who said LeBron needs help. LeBron needs help. I don't, I don't care that the Cavaliers won sixty something games last year. LeBron needs help. People say, oh no, he's got help. Mo Williams is an all star. You know, Mo Williams. Mo Williams is not Robin. LeBron's Batman. Mo Williams is more like Aquaman. Or you know, Mo Williams is, is, is the cleaning the pool. He's he's not a He's not a sidekick. I mean, he's just, he's a pain in the neck. And, and anyway, and Rondo's <laughs> embarrassing him right now, and that's fine. But Mo Williams, anybody that holds up Mo Williams as a superstar is a knucklehead. Mo Williams is merely a nice player. If Mo Williams is your fourth best player, maybe your fifth best player, you've got a pretty good team. If he's your second or third best player, you're screwed. Well, uh, let me ask you this, both of you guys, this. If, if we're talking about where we rank these point guards, we, we didn't even talk about Jameer Nelson, who's, who ooh, arguably had as good a playoffs as anybody so yeah, far. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. And and there's different ways to do it. You know, you've got guys like like Nash that hands out a ton of assists, um, doesn't defend greatly, and doesn't score a ton, but has a ton of assists. You got Jameer Nelson who shoots a lot of threes, and you know, and you got Rondo who doesn't score very much at all, but will grab the occasional rebound and, and throw a lot of assists out. And then you got high scoring guys like Tyreek Evans. So there's just so many different ways to do it. it, it it's kind of hard to compare, really, because th- there's no like set of numbers. Well, let's look at points and assists. And we'll compare point guards based on that alone. Well, there's there's so many things we need. Well, these baseball geeky sabermetrics people to come up with, with OPS. We need to have an OPS in basketball so we can know exactly where Rondo ranks. And I'm guessing he's about 11th. Colin Cowherd today said that Rondo's one of the five best players in the NBA, which is why Colin Cowherd can be on the radio because if you have to write that stuff, it then sits there forever and people can laugh at you forever. But if you say it once on the radio, people, you know, it, it's gone. It's in the ether. It's gone. You can be Colin Coward and say that, but it's nonsense. Well, 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 speaking of people laughing at you when you put something in print, I, I've been getting laughed at constantly for, for uh, saying that I thought the Spurs were, were, were going to beat the, the, the Suns, you know, 
advanced in six games, and then the Suns ended up sweeping them. But I definitely picked Orlando to advance uh, in the Eastern Conference um, semis. Um, didn't think they were going to sweep them, but I knew that they were they were going to take care of the Hawks. I, you know, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to watch um, a lot of the Orlando Hawks games, um, Greg. I'm assuming you have. What, what do you think about, one, the Hawks' performance, you know, and then Orlando advancing, you know, and, and, and what, what they're capable of? Well, the Hawks were sort of embarrassing uh, to themselves because they, they kind of pitched it in. They just, I mean, they, they, they put a stamp on that series and mailed it in. They were done. They, they checked out. But the, but the Magic did that to them. That's how good the Magic was playing. And the, you know, the, if all these teams play at their highest level, I think probably the Lakers should win the NBA title. If everybody plays kind of their A game, the Lakers' A game beats everybody else's A game. But I, the Magic's A game beats the Cavaliers' A game. And I, I'm not sure the Magic's A game doesn't beat the Lakers' A game because the Magic, not only is Dwight Howard, assuming he's out of foul trouble, uh, not only is he just dominant when he's in there, but, but they've got all those guys that can shoot threes and shoot threes with size, and with like Richard Lewis and even Petrus and Vince Carter, big guys that can shoot threes. So that's that's a, that's a dangerous team. I, Cavaliers will have the, If the Cavaliers didn't have the home court advantage, I would say they're not going to get out of the Eastern Conference. But the fact that they got four games at home, yeah, probably. Greg, let me ask you, do you think – I mean, and we'll, everybody's going to be talking about this, you know, past the playoffs, but how big a deal do you think it is for Boston in, in that Boston-Cleveland series right now? If the Cavaliers don't make it past the Celtics, what does that do to everything in Cleveland this summer when you talk about free agency and where they go from there? Yeah, I, I do wonder how that would impact LeBron. If LeBron would look around and say, you know, screw this, I, I, gave, him, I gave it a shot. They can't put enough talent around me even to get out of, out of the Eastern Conference semis this year. I'm out of here, and I wouldn't even blame him for that because, you know, Danny Ferry's tried. Shaquille O'Neal is obviously a huge name. Antoine Jameson is a pretty good addition. I mean, Ferry's trying to put the talent around LeBron, and, and, and maybe even this year has done it. You know, they, they probably should because Mo Williams now is their fourth or fifth best player. So, may, you know, they, they do have a team they should go, go somewhere. But um, I, I don't see the Celtics winning this series. What I see happening is – is the Cavaliers mailed in Game Four? They, they they didn't need to win it. They needed to win Game Three, so they won it. Got they got back to home court advantage. They, they basically took Game Four off. They'll win Games uh, Five and Seven at home, and they'll move on. Uh, I'm pretty sure of that. You know, G, you bring up a, a an interesting point about the 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 whole um, the A game kind of um, topic. If, yeah. if 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 you know Team A plays their A game, you know, versus Teams B and C, you know, who would win? I'm not so sure that if 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 the Cavs and the Magic played their A game, that the Magic would win because that would involve LeBron James playing his A game, and I think that LeBron James because when we when we talk about A games, are, are we talking about ceilings? Is that what you mean? Like if each team plays up to their potential? Yeah. The, I mean, like if if we if we get vintage Grade A LeBron James and Grade A Mo Williams, Grade A Anton Jameson, Grade A Delonte. Uh, great, great A Shaq, 2010 Shaq. I, what makes you think that Orlando? <laughs> what makes you think that Orlando it, would 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 advance? We saw well, it last because, year. Well, no, because, but the the Cavs weren't playing a basketball last year. Say, who are you crazy? LeBron played great in that series. The last Cavaliers year. didn't play great a basketball. He Sekou. is the Cavaliers. No, well, that, that come on. What what are you talking about? You you Get have to, the, the rest of the team has to play uh, great a basketball <laughs> to, to be to be. Say, explain yourself. What do you mean? So, so only late LeBron plays um, a, a basketball. Yeah, he's uh, he's cut from a different slice of meat here, Vince. You, you, you no. cannot take you can't take 
his supporting cast and go, if they all play at their peak and at their very best, they're that's, not going that, to. That's no, not realistic. No, but that's that. But that that's what that's what uh, Greg basically presented. If if each team plays their best basketball and the Cavaliers playing their best basketball entails entails it means all LeBron the playing great and everybody else staying out of the way long enough for him to play great. That doesn't make any sense. Well, so my my point, and I'm so I'm just gonna have to pose this to Greg then is why do you think Orlando? Um, would would beat would advance uh, in a in a, a series with the Cavs if they both if both teams had their rotation players playing their best basketball because three beats two um, that, that's why because the Magic when when if they're on you know they're hitting threes if the Cavaliers are on they're gonna have a, an occasional three but they're they're hitting twos twos and ones whereas the Magic they're, if they hit you know they average an average game for them I, think, I believe that's an NBA record this year with about averaging ten, 10 threes a game. If they're on, you know that means 15, 16, 17 in a good game. You're not beating them, especially especially if Dwight Howard. If they're hitting 16 or so threes, and Dwight Howard is out of foul trouble, grabbing some rebounds and whatever. I mean, I just I don't see it. See, I, I and, and, and Sam, I'm gonna let you jump in real quick. But see, I think that um, <laughs> I think that I think that um, Cavs playing their best basketball means that Anton Jameson is doing what he does. You know, you know, doing like you know, 18 and eight. That means that Mo Williams, Mo Williams is a streaky shooter. That means that you know he's getting on. That means Delonte is is getting out there on the break playing defense, and that means that LeBron James is playing basketball that is a level above everybody else in the league. And I I, I kind of think that that team. Can can would beat would beat everybody. The problem with the Cavs in the playoffs, the problem with the the problem with the Cavs in the playoffs, in my estimation, um, is that LeBron plays great and everybody else submarines like Mo Williams has has been doing this. Uh, I don't think they series. I don't think they submarine. And Greg, you you help me if I'm wrong. I don't think they submarine. I just think they are who they are. And, and in the playoffs, that you're talking about seven games potentially, at least four. You got to win against somebody over the course of four game. You know, of a four game series, at least. Those guys are going to play to their average more often than not, and that's what you get. Yeah, the Cavaliers, they've got clearly more star power names around LeBron than they've ever had around him before. I mean, Shaquille's got a great name. Mo Williams, some people still think, is really good. And Antoine Jameson has, has had some high-scoring years. But if you really break down all those guys individually, Delonte West, the total, you know, he's such a head case. Uh, you break down those guys individually, and Shaquille is old, and for him, you know, his A game now is 12-7. and seven, and, and Jameson is is a one-dimensional guy. He's going to score for you a little bit. And I, I just I see the Cavaliers having – they've got better names than games. How about that? I, I like the names okay. in the back of their jersey, but I'm not mm-hmm. in love with – except for LeBron, I'm not in love with any of their games. I could dig that. No, that's a, that's a good way to put it, Greg. And listen, I, I got to apologize. I don't like to have people come on and listen to me and Vince yell at each other, but that's what we do. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I don't deal with competition very well. If you know anything about me, you know I like things to be very smooth and even-handed everywhere. I'm not apologizing for nothing, Greg. <laughs> but listen, we Good. listen. We appreciate it, man. You, we got to have you back on at some point here. Uh, so. Don't don't uh, don't call block us the next time we holler at you. All right. Oh, you're you're good to go. This is my podcast debut. I'm happy to do it. Please all right, Greg. Appreciate it. Appreciate right. it. Yep. Take care. Big dog from CBS Sports Line. Uh, join us here on the Hang Time Podcast, Vince. I, you know, and I don't, I didn't mean to get indignant with you, but I I really I have a hard time with this concept of LeBron's supporting cast. Kobe has a supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Kobe has, you know, guys that are playing at a high level that are in the primes of their career. Mm -hmm. LeBron is not surrounded by those sorts of players. You know, he doesn't have anybody the caliber of Pau Gasol playing with him. And I don't mean 
in over the course of his career. I'm talking about today. Right. And, right. and that's the difference between what the Cavs have surrounding LeBron and what Kobe has around him and what Dwight Howard has around him, really. But no, Dwight Howard does not have I, – I don't think I don't think that – He's got – I think he's got guys who are in the in the primes of their career. They, You know, Anton Jameson is not in the prime of his career. Shaq is far past the prime of his career. Mo Williams – the prime of Mo Williams' career, I'm not sure what it is. I guess it was a, the all-star season he had with Cleveland, with LeBron. Um, all, all I'm – all I'm saying, so you think that you think that the way Mo Williams has played in these playoffs is 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 up to par with the way he played during the regular season? I don't. I'm not worried about the regular season. I'm just talking about more indicative of the way he plays over the over the course of his career. Which Mo Williams is not a standalone All Star player on any other team. He made an All Star team because he right. plays with LeBron. Well, I, well, I don't think that. I don't think that the. Uh, I don't think the Magic have a, a, a standalone. Um, um, player other than Dwight Howard either. So what? I mean, I, you, I mean, you don't think Vince Carter is a different cut of player than Mo Williams? Uh, Even at I, this stage of his career? No, yeah, in absolutely. Terms of but what I don't capable of doing in a in a playoff setting. Come on now. But I don't. I don't think that Vince Carter is necessarily a cut above Anton Jameson. Anton Anton Jameson is, is you know he's he's doing his he's doing his eighteen and eight right now. And if he continue, I'm, there, there are certain players on the Cavaliers right now that are just not performing. Mo Williams is not performing. You know what I'm saying? Delonte is just not performing. If if they get those guys to, I'm not saying to average 25 points a game. I'm saying to play the ball that they played during the regular season. What I'm saying is that they, they've gone down a level in these playoffs. So if you if you can get them to play their the, the um, at the level they play during the regular season when the Cavaliers are rolling. I guess that's what I'm saying. Say when the Cavaliers are rolling, I think that they can beat a rolling Orlando Magic team. Absolutely. All right. Well, we may get a chance to see it if the Celtics don't spoil that. We we may actually get our chance to see whether or not you are correct and yeah, I mean, I whether or not I'm correct, which I'm usually I'm usually right. <laughs> and I mean remember I thought that I thought that Boston was, was gonna beat the Cavs and I you know I still think so, you know. Um and I I, st- I kinda think that we're gonna see a repeat, you know, in the finals. But you know, we're we're looking ahead. We got we got, you know, stuff that's happening right now, you know, as opposed yeah, to looking yeah. ahead I mean, to the finals, you know. I mean, yeah, and we haven't I mean we've been all over the place of course, but we got some elimination games tonight. You know, obviously. So these series and these matchups we're talking about are, are maybe in the future. Um, but I, I just think it's a tough – I think it's a tough sell. If you break down rosters and you break down these playoff rosters and you start looking at them on paper, all, my criteria has always been how many guys do you have on your roster that any other team in the league would take and could be starters? And I think Cleveland has fewer of those than both Los Angeles Lakers and the Orlando Magic. Okay. That's just what I think. That's and, actually, I, and I would argue they have fewer of those than the Boston Celtics. Okay, so let's look at that then, right? Okay, so so with Cleveland, who who's a who's a who's a starter on and you want to even make on, it like on a playoff team? Who can start on a playoff team? Who could start on another playoff team right now? Like if you look and go, okay, this dude will start over any any dude at this position on this other team. Well, okay, okay. All right, that that's adding even another wrinkle. I cuz I don't you know wanna, I, mean? I, I don't I just, know about over enough, but I mean like th- this player is a, a, is a starting a starting caliber player for a playoff team. It, th- this player is good enough to be a starter on a playoff team. I think Mo is. Not, no, think, no, 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 no. Not good enough to be a starter on any playoff team. I'm talking about look at the playoff field. You know, look at the teams. Let's just let's just take the teams that are still playing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And which of the Cavalier starters other than LeBron could start for somebody else to still playing? Um, Mo Williams is not – which, I mean, Mo, I think Mo you could, go, outside of the Hawks. Yeah. Which other team could you say Mo Williams would start for? 
Um, he would he wouldn't start. He would well. He would start at point guard for the Lakers. He would. No, he, over Derek Fisher. Absolutely, absolutely, come, absolutely. Come no, I mean, come on, what? come on. Say, cool. Are on. you serious? Derek Fisher is supposed to be coming off the bench. He's starting and playing those minutes because the, because of the Lakers' depth. The LA would love to have Mo Williams playing thirty minutes and be able to bring Fish off the bench for eighteen to twenty. I, I definitely yeah, think that I think he would start. Okay, I don't agree. Keep going. Um, what other but, what other teams he's supposed to? He's not he's not starting on the Celtics. Not not starting uh, on Orlando. Definitely not Phoenix. Okay, so yeah, so just the just the Lakers. So okay. who else? Who else of that starting five in Cleveland do you see start for somebody else? Tony, th- Anthony Parker. Who would he start for? No one. Okay. Um, what about Jameson? I'm asking you. I think Jameson. I think Jameson um, would definitely start on Phoenix, uh, and I think that there's a possibility that um, he could start with or, uh, Orlando with, uh, over, with, with Rashard. Over Rashard? No, with Rashard. It'd be Rashard, uh, Jameson, and Dwight Howard. I definitely think he would start with uh, for Orlando. You just move um, – um, who, who do they have who, – who starts with them? Um, uh, Barnes. You move Barnes to the bench. Okay. And, that, you know, Verizal, Um I think, you know, I think, or, I think it's possible. Verizal doesn't start for Ke- Cleveland all but the No, time. Well, I'm just talking about on their roster. I think I think I think Phoenix would I think Phoenix would start Verizal, you know, and I think well, I don't know if he would I don't know if he would start uh, on Orlando, but you know if Orlando wanted to go big, you know he would roll over there. He would definitely get big time minutes. Um, Delonte West would Delonte West. I'm would, asking you, uh, but I'm, that you you taking the you extrapolate too far here. I'm saying what take the starting fives of each of these teams, mm-hmm. and what what other team could they start for? You outside of LeBron, there's nobody else on that Cavalier starting five that we could say this man would start for every. You know, he could. You got to find a place for him well, to start not, lineup. Not for, not for every, te- not for every team, but in, but in some cases they do. In some cases they do have an advantage. And then of course, of course, if we're talking about a team, we have to we have to look at the actual playoff rotation, the eight and nine man playoff rotation. And I think that you have guys like Delonte West and Anderson Verjao that would. Get, that would have, especially like a bench like LA's, would be get, would be gobbling up a lot of minutes. Would be gobbling up a lot of minutes over there in Phoenix. You know, so I mean, the the starting five is probably the least talented starting five. But the eight nine man rotation, when I I think that it is comparable to everybody that's left in the playoffs, and I think it might even be better than LA's because LA really has like a LA really has like a. a, a you know, like a six-man rotation, to you know, to tell you the truth. So, I mean, and, 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 and obviously say I agree with you. I mean, to, to some extent, LeBron, LeBron's ceiling, because it's so high, it makes up for a lot. But, but my, my point is, is that if the Cavaliers, because we see, we see the Cavaliers when they're rolling. We've seen those games where, you know, they, they, look, like a, they, they look like a juggernaut. Well, I think the Cleveland juggernaut, is absolutely capable, and I would actually pick them to beat the Orlando jugg- juggernaut. I don't know if I would pick them to beat an LA juggernaut. Right. Well, I'm a, this, I'll, and I'll, I will shut it down on this. But mm-hmm. my, the, when you say jugg, you know, when they roll in their juggernaut, the Cavaliers juggernaut never rolls when LeBron is not rolling. Absolutely. All these, all these other teams, their juggernaut can roll with multiple people leading it, and that's I think the major difference between the Cavaliers and all these other teams. You know, that's and all the other point. real title contenders we're talking about. That's a good point. But you know, I don't want to. Like I said, we, we're not just going to dominate that. Let's let's move on into other topics. We got coaching openings in a lot of different places right now: mm-hmm. Chicago, New Orleans, Chi-Town. New Jersey, Nola, the Clippers. Clips. You know, I mean, we got some openings. Could have you know potentially what goes down 
with the Hawks in this series against Orlando, you could have another opening, you know, here in Atlanta. Say you're, say you're uh, Avery Johnson or one of these guys that's floating around there in the uh, unemployed coaches' ranks. Which, which one of these openings is sexiest to you? Like, do you want to go and be a part of whatever's going to happen in Chicago with Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah and whoever they can lure there in free agency? Do mm-hmm. you want to go somewhere like Jersey and start fresh? Do you want to go to the Clippers mm-hmm. and see what Blake Griffin does once mm-hmm. he gets out there mm-hmm. with Baron Davis and those guys? I mean, where, where's the best situation for you as, as, a, as a coach looking to get back in the game? You, okay, so be, because the, the coach is going to be brought in before the draft, which means that the coach is the, the, you're going to have to make your decision before free agency. You're not just going to be able to say, oh, Le- LeBron went here, or Dwayne Wade went here, or oh, we got Chris Bosh and Joe Johnson. So, yeah, I'd li- I like that position. So, okay, so make, having, needing to make my decision, you know, like right now, I, I would have to say that Chicago, and I think everybody would say that, right? Chicago is 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 the most attractive because you have one of the best point guards and he's young, mm-hmm. Derrick Rose. You have one of the best young big men in Noah um doing what he does. Noah serves a function and he and he serves that function very well. And then you have you have you have cap space to bring in a a max player in the summer and it's freaking Chicago. I love I love Chicago the city. Um you taking yeah. Chicago over Salt Lake City? Is that what you told me? <laughs> by a smidge, baby. By okay, a smidge. By a smidge. Right. Yeah, I, I like would that. I would go I would go with Chicago. Um you know, Jersey's you know, Jersey's tough. You know, they, they have they have cap space. Uh, it's in the New York metropolitan area, but it's Jersey, say, and you don't know they who's got you don't know who's coming there. Okay, so yeah, yeah, so so they'll pay you a lot. They'll pay, they'll pay you a ton of money. I, you know, I, in this fantasy, you know, hypothetical that we're bringing up, I, I, money is is only part of it, man. I want to also be in a a a, a good environment in in a great in a great city. You know, I mean, you know, um, our, our stand-in producer Ke- Kevin McCormick, you know, just brought up the, the Brooklyn point, how they they're going to be moving to Brooklyn. But say every time we turn around, there's a, there's another obstacle to the Nets getting the, to the BK. <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, I mean, but. Uh, I don't care. Like, I, I like the idea of okay, they're going to be here, and this is what they could be. I'm saying, if I got to take one of these jobs, and I, as a head coach, mm-hmm. my my future depends on am I winning or losing games? Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, which one of these things sets you up best to win right now? And, and I think Chicago is a strong case for the top spot. But but what if the Hawks? What if the Hawks get bounced out of this series here with Orlando? Mike Wilson's gone. You got Al Horford. You got Josh Smith, mm-hmm. you know. You yeah. got Joe Johnson potentially staying. I mean, you got a lot of things to work with in Atlanta. Where, where would the Hawks rank? In ter- where would that Hawks job rate for you in terms of a potential uh, job opportunity if you were head coach? I would put it, I, I would put it definitely below Chicago, and I would, I would even put it below Los Angeles. Um, the Clippers? Yeah, man. What? Yeah. Yeah, you know, man, that's a that, okay because because you you just you you further specify you know sort of like you know what we're looking at you know like win win lose, I mean when when they get they because they have cap space they can bring in a max player and they have Baron Davis Eric Gordon Chris Kamen um you know uh uh our boy Blake coming back and that's L A. I mean, I know it's the Clippers and I you know some you know some other things going on there that we probably shouldn't touch on but you know that. I I I think that's a pretty attractive job, hypothetically. You know, well, you know what's frightening about all that too is the Hornets' job is open. They got Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. 
you know, arguably the best point guard in the game. I don't like that situation does, over there, man. And it does, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't seem like anybody, you know, mm-hmm. I know they, I know they're getting ready to deal with an ownership, you know, transition, obviously. Um, but I mean, it doesn't, I'm, I'm kind of surprised three years ago, you know, all-star games in new Orleans, everybody's fired up. They got two all-stars and David West and Chris Paul, Byron Scott, you know, coach of the year. I mean, and it's just gone now. Well, you know, I mean, like that roster, when you look at it, that's a really bad roster, and they don't have a lot of wiggle room. They have a lot of money tied in to, you know, I mean, Paige is still on the books for two Page more years. Do you, I mean, come right. on, man. I mean, you know, Mecca is, he's solid, but, you know, I don't know if he's 10, 10 $11 million solid, you know. So, like, the, you would have to have a very resourceful general manager to refashion that team into an elite team, even with, uh, uh, you know, a healthy Chris Paul. And I assume Chris is going to come back healthy. But I, I do think that, you know, I, I, w- I would love to see Mark Jackson in that situation because he's a former point guard. I think he would get along well with, 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 uh, with Chris Paul. And he would just sort of like, you know, re-energize that, that franchise that's kind of bogged down over, over the last year. So, I mean, it, for, 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 for certain coaches, that's not a terrible place to land. But I would definitely, definitely rather be in Atlanta over New Orleans. Because I, I, I really? say, I think, it, I think Atlanta is one, you know, strong-willed, strong-minded um, leader of a coach away from doing what some of us thought to, to, to think, excuse me, what some of us thought they might have done this season. So you – so I'm, I'm assuming that takes you out of the running for the Philadelphia job. Then you, you're gonna let Larry Brown have Man, that one. Forgot about, forgot about, <laughs> forgot we, about them. We both forgot about Philly. Kevin, Kevin yeah, reminded Kevin us of that too. Thankfully, uh, reminded us because I, I totally forgot about Philly. Yo, I think, I think Philly's an ugly situation. Say, I don't know about you. I, I, don't, I don't like I don't, that. Yeah, well, I don't like that roster. They got, a, they got a lot of big contracts. You're right. They got big yeah. contracts, and they got Elton Brand and and uh, you know Sam Dallenberg. They got guys. They got to figure out what they're gonna do with them in the next couple of years because they got to re. They got to reconstitute themselves pretty quickly here if they want to stay afloat. Yeah. So let me ask you this, um, man. Let me let me ask you this. You going you going to L.A.? <laughs> well, um, that's up to the to the Jazz tonight. Yeah. You know, I, if the Jazz don't find a way to make this series last another couple of days, uh, I, I'm assuming I'm gonna take the wagon train back to the house for a few days and, and rest up before we. You gonna be able to come you know, home see the kids die. for a couple of days or, or no? Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you got to get home and uh, you know change some clothes and. <laughs> swap out some dirties for some clean stuff, you know. You've been, but you've been going, com- you've been going commando lately. Nah, man, no, 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 no. <laughs> they, they got they got Target everywhere. Even you know, Clint, you've been disparaging Salt Lake City, but they you can get what you need at Target. Man. Clint was in the control room just grimacing at that thought. <laughs> <laughs> Clint, you see what you see how Vince does me when I'm not around. That's you know what we're gonna, I'm getting back one way or another. I'm gonna be back in the studio next week. Because I can't let you do me like this. You know, you can get away with all this when I'm when I'm uh, a time zone or two away. I'm, I'm but, taking uh, I'm, I'm I'm taking advantage of you real bad these yeah, days. Yeah, you're, uh, you're going you're going a little too far. But listen, Vince, <laughs> yes. I, I hate that we missed out. Uh, we couldn't connect with Brent Berry, yeah, TNT man. analyst. Uh, you know, a guy that I really want to talk. I know you want to talk to him as well about the Spurs. So we'll save that for maybe a tip in later in the week. You know, mm-hmm. we make sure we get that and get some, you know, some insight and perspective from him on that. But yeah. we got to thank Greg Doyle from CBS sports line for Absolutely. coming on and sharing some insights with us and, you know, enjoy the back and forth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's, let's see what happens tonight. See if we get these conference final matchups nailed down. And then we're going to get back on again. Like I said, later this week for the hang time podcast, NBA.com. Check it out. Sekou Smith from the hang time blog. Vince Thomas from NBA.com, ESPN, uh, the 
I, all sorts of things. Slam magazine. <laughs> uh, he's working a night shift at Checkers. Yeah, if you want to holler at him, you know, he's, he's getting this. Come get some season, come get some season fries from me, you know. You know what I'm saying? Ten Street, baby. Yeah, I'm 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 about to head to Phillips and uh and see the sweep. Oh, you go. Oh, you're going to the sweep tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the. I'm oh, going did I to say that, sweep. man? I can't believe I said that. <laughs> My bad. Listen, hey, the Hang Time Podcast. We appreciate you joining us. Keep the feedback coming. Keep letting Vince know that he's wrong about most all things, <laughs> and uh, and we appreciate it. We out of here. One.